already know what it is, man. It's Daggone Tuesday in this bitch. Daggone as of late. Another day. Another dollar for you motherfuckers. <laughs> Let me quit playing. How's everyone doing? It's your boy. You already know. Titus giving you the ones and twos. Hope you guys had a terrific weekend. My weekend was pretty good. Uh, chill, you know. I mean, same same shit, different day, but, you know, kind of different in a sense, you know. Got a sense to uh, chill with the, uh, the fam, you know. Chill with my brother and shit. Shout out to big bro, JD. He's probably listening to it. Uh, you know, got to see my nieces. Uh, I always see one of my nieces on the regular. But I uh, got to see my other one, Jaden. You know, that's who I went to the game with. So good family time, man. It was good family interactions this weekend. Uh, got to see... Uh, Got to see uh, my boy. Uh, sh- well, before that, shout out to Eric. L- uh, shout out to. I hope I'm saying his name right. Eric Lottery. Eric Lottery. For those who know him, you guys know who I'm trying to say. Um, shout out to Eric Lottery, who I seen at Snug that Saturday. I want to say, don't give me the line. Yeah, it was Saturday. Shout out to him that I seen on Saturday that had a um very dope show, very dope performance, um, that I was very impressed with. Um, for those of you who don't know Eric Lottery, um, and again forgive me if I'm saying the last name wrong, is a um is a hip hop um is an artist. He's a hip hop artist. Um I wanna say he's originally from Fayetteville, but is based here in Charlotte now. And I've been seeing him for a minute. I mean, uh, first time that I seen him, I can remember back, man, this was like years ago at a Prosser Free Lounge, the first time that I actually seen him. Um, and uh, man, I don't even know who it was. It was, it was like just some like, I don't know, just regular like hip hop event. But uh, he had caught my attention just off of what he was rapping on, his beat selection, and what he was talking about at that time. And this was like, man, this was like. Who knows, man? This was years ago, y'all. This had to be over, over six years ago. Cause he he ain't have the hair that he got now. He got long hair now. He had like a buzz cut almost back in the day. And so um, I I remembered him from then, but then kind of lost contact from like at that time. I wasn't really, and then I may not have necessarily lost contact. Um, I wasn't really doing social media like that at that time. Not heavy like how I'm doing it now. You know, um, I was doing like. Um, you know, like checking stuff when it came to like, uh, YouTube and, um, you know, I think I may have still maybe had a Facebook account at this time, but not to the extent like Twitter's and, you know, that, that boom wave that came like after MySpace and then Facebook. And then you just had this wave of other shit like Twitter and Instagram. And now you got the Snapchats and, uh, TikToks and, you know, it's continuing to evolve and it's crazy, but this was before all of that where, um, Excuse me. This was before all of that, when um, he had, excuse me, when he had shorter hair, and um, he really drew my attention with that, and so I hadn't seen him for years after that, and um, randomly I want to say, bumped into him at an event. Um, he was doing something for, I can't for, I can't remember exactly the group, but it wasn't the usual suspects that I see at Snug, like shout out to Elevator J who does player made. I've seen him like around that camp. It was somebody I want to say was like from Asheville or something. And I can't remember, but it was a dope ass, like it was a dope ass combination of like, um, a two man group, but he was doing his own act. 
and um it was it was a good act it was a good he did a good performance but um this this particular performance man i was really impressed with it it was dope it was thought out i mean not to say that his past previous performances weren't thought out because he always had a stage presence and always knew how to rock the mic right and you know i know i look at shit like that i i like observing shit and i always love when the when the music matches the person and when you know the person matches the performance with the height of the music or you know what i'm saying that's always something really dope that i like to see or the progress of it as well you know some people never change some people just are just good at making good music but their stage presence is forever trash it never evolves and i've noticed that but then i like seeing um a i like seeing cats that get it like from the beginning like that's dope to me because that probably that shows me that you probably been working on your jump for a minute and you probably just finally mastered it from looking in the mirror to you know like people think it's simple to get on stage but like that it's an art to being able to perform well like even like from looking in the mirror and nag on mastering like how to hold the mic right and getting your breathing right in order um that's a whole art in its own let alone making good music that people actually want to bop their head to and so he's always had that when it comes to like the um the whole package when it comes to the stage presence the lyrics the beat selection because some people have good lyrics that used to be my biggest thing with fab back in the day fab to me has gotten his beat selection his his beat selection has gotten a lot better through the years back in the day i used to listen to him on beats and i'd be like man i don't know if it's because he's monotone like that but i did not like his beat selection back in the day but i would say like Late later on, two thousand tens, when he started like my brother started putting me on like the soul tapes. Was it soul tape? That might have been Pusha T. It was uh, summertime, summertime something, and I start messing with him, and I was like, yeah, his beat selection is getting a lot better, and um, it matched his flow. It would start matching his flow better to me, and so sometimes it's like that. Some people, you know, some people say that about the baby. You know, they they be like, he he's rapping on ver. Like he he has a good unique flow, but he's rapping over the same repetitive beat, and I think it's not necessarily the fact that he's not killing those beats. I just feel like he does them so much that people want to see him, and and that was my biggest thing. They want to see him change up to where like, and he did it with songs like Shut Up. He's I could tell he's probably I can hear from like what he's putting out from like Trilla, and um, you know just from the, his Trilla videos to just like the the single that he has out now with Shut Up. I can tell this next album that he'll drop this year, he'll do it in a different direction. And um I was listening to um even even in even in the song Shut Up, he talks about how um he says that mimicking cats would be like, Oh, they say why you, you always rap on the same beat and so he's probably definitely hearing that cats like looking at the comments or just hearing people like, Man, like you dope bro, when you gonna change it up the beat pattern and shit like that. But I remember him saying something to like a couple years ago and he was talking about um how um the reason that he does that because he's like this was an interview like right when suge like blew and they were like um they were like yo man like um they were like have you ever like people have been saying like they like your flow and like but they they wanted to see you on other beats and he was like he was like, nah, I'm doing that for a reason. He was like, a lot of people keep asking me, like, why am I rapping on these certain type of beats? He was like, A, because nobody else is rapping on them and it ain't been done like this. And B, I want, oh, if you notice, a lot of these cats, like the Jetsons and shit, he really elevated them in a sense to where 
and you know the DJ kids, the guy who's his DJ, who's also the producer of like songs like Intro. I won't. He might have did Shut Up too, but probably not. Don't quote me on that. But um, he did that as exposure for them to where, you know, getting their name, you know, helping them out in a sense of like those beats, you know, that you're hearing. They do draw attention to other people, and they'll be like, "Well, damn, like who who made this?" And then, so he wanted that to be circulated for like the Carolinas in a sense of like, yeah, I want to put my homies on first, uh, people that I've worked with since before I like blew up from Suge, and I respect that. I respect that in the sense of like putting your homies on, but even I was like, okay, because I'm rooting for the guy. Like like I said, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for anything when it comes to like um, product, like being productive in Charlotte and the growth of Charlotte when especially when it comes to the arts and the music scene. And he's definitely put a highlight, he's put a big spotlight on Charlotte. And so, um, in a sense, I was rooting for him in a sense of like A meeting the meeting him before the blow up and the dude being in like I know everybody has their different stories about him. The dude was a nice guy to me. I mean, he was nice to me. I have no animosity towards him. I wish him nothing but success. Um and with that, when you meet somebody and and they have good, you have a good connection with them, or what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the vibes. I don't want to say vibes, but just just a genuine like a good connection. You want to root for them, man. You want the best for them. And so even I, with me like being rooting for the rooting for him, um, I was like, man, like, cause he kind of um, he kind of let me down with Kirk. I feel like Kirk was gonna be what I feel like he's gonna do. Um, Kurt was going to be what he's going to do this year. And I feel like a combination of both. Like he did a little bit more when it comes to like adding London on the tracks, but he still was doing those kind of same, like those kind of Jetson made another one type beats. It's a distinctive sound that you guys know that I'm talking about. And I was like, man, like, um, I was like, man, he had some, he had some songs on there, but a, it wasn't to me anyway. It wasn't as good. Even the beat selection with the same people that he he chose, it wasn't as um, you know, that feeling that I got wasn't the same as it was with Baby on Baby, with songs like Baby on Baby, and you know, it just I just didn't feel it. Um, but I feel with that, um, because he had a phenomenal 2019. I feel like with Dr. Dre, what he said a while back to Kendrick, he said, you're all, he said, you're on now. He said, and, and I remember you coming to my house and saying like, you want a house like this. And the problem is not getting a million dollars. The problem is not getting the house. The problem is keeping the house. And so I feel like that's the next stage in the baby's career. And I feel like he knows that the, he, he got on. Now it's the next, now it's, it's really time because people get on all the time. You get the right connections and the right people around you and the right wave at the right time with a good single, you can blow. I mean, it's just a matter of time, you know, like you see it all the time. We see it here all the time in the industry, you know, cats that we probably ain't even heard of no more. that had a hell of a run and we don't know what the hell they're doing now. And so it's easy to get on. But the key is to stay afloat, is to stay on and to stay consistent. And I feel like that's going to that's gonna be his next task in 2020. And I feel like it's in a good direction because I like Shut Up. And I feel like he needs to, um, in the sense of um, production. And, I mean, that's really just it. I mean, just production and just, you know, 
Yeah, I feel like that's it. Don't be surprised if he comes out and they quote me on this because he has a lot of songs. He has sex appeal with the ladies. The ladies love him. The dudes respect him for the most part. Um, but don't be surprised if you see him with a song where he's he's getting into his more because he had he had songs previously. He hasn't done it since he really blew. Where like he's not like degrading women. Like <laughs> he's he's like um, you know. You know, talking to him, you know, talking on his, not, I don't want to say his lovey-dovey shit, but, you know, just on that, that girl song, you know, that, that song for the lady type shit. And the songs that he's been talking to recently just been like, you know, and it's like just wrecking these hoes and shit like that, which I understand. I mean, you know, it's strip club songs or, you know, but I feel like he's going to get back in his bag of doing that, having like a couple of them songs for the ladies and mixing it up when it comes to production. And I'm hoping for a solid 2020 for him and, and a solid 2020 for the Carolinas in general, you know, got cats like Black Sack that I'm expecting to have a strong 2020. That's from Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, shout out to J.I., uh, who's from um, South Carolina as well. An artist that I fuck with, I used to work with, uh, still got love for, but we're just on <clears throat> separate paths right now. But I'm expecting for him to have a good cook-up. He had a good, strong ending of 2019. He had a good, solid project, so I'm expecting more from him. Um, and going back to what I was just saying, Eric Lottery, um, this performance, like I seen with him on Saturday was, was phenomenal. It was to, to say the least, it really showed me his growth in just being an artist and common. And, you know, I always like how cats can, that our MCs can combine with live instrumentation and that's one thing that he did and he did a good he did a real good job of doing that and so then and there you know when you have those moments where you'll see somebody and um it may be it may be before they blow you know you may happen to see somebody perform or um whatever you know um perform um live music and stuff like that i don't know if you guys you, you ever just see somebody and you you like you see them and it's like oh it's they're ready like you know what I'm saying? Like they got the formula, they're ready. Like that's that's what it you know, when everything's clicking, you know, they got they got the personality, they got the image, they got their own like crowd that codes to their type of personality, their stage presence, like they got, you know, every they're aligning everything well. And I can tell like he's lining everything up well that I wish him the best as well to have a good 2020 because he has it, man. He has it. Like I said, I've been listening to the guy f for a minute. And so it's good to see the build up like that, like how it's been for him. So that's dope. It was a good performance. Um, outside of that, shout out to, um, sh oh, shout out to Dreamville, another artist that I feel like was going to have a good year. Um, I see, I seen, I feel like I talked about it maybe a couple of weeks ago was Loot. Loot, I feel like, is going to have a good year. They're setting him up with, you know, from the single to, um, I feel like this would be a good year for him to drop something. So I'm hoping for a Loot drop as well in 2020. I haven't even asked, you know, um, shout out to the cats that I fuck with that listen to the podcast that fuck with Loot, like um, Chris, uh, Surf. I haven't even, I don't know if they would even know that. But Surf probably would know that because he, he messes with them. Um, a lot, but I haven't even got the inside scoop on that. On like, is he is he dropping? Um, but yeah, it seems like this would be the time for him to drop. You know, this would be a good time for him to drop, align himself. 
And I feel like Cole may drop this year. I feel like it's going to be a lot of artists that's going to drop this year. It's going to be some good surprise projects for us, and it's going to be some good all-around like artists that we have been wanting to get something more from and uh, finally going to be getting them. Um, Highlight Fest. Highlight Fest was this week as well. It was this past week as well. Um, Highlight Fest was a good festival. Is is a festival in Charlotte. It's like a three-day event um, that consists of different types of genres of music, um, mostly from like down tempo type shit to cast DJing to playing music on um you know electronic you know I don't, I can't I'm not I'm not that type of dude when it comes to like that type of music like listening to it yes but I don't know the the technical equipment terms that they're using um but it's not like DJing I don't know what my boy Philip uses shout out to uh, Philip for um I was unable to go to his his um performance because I got out of there I got out at a later time than I was wanting to get out but um he performed shout out to Dirty Art Club if you guys are not familiar with these people especially like um people that have their um have their stuff on on streaming services I'm all about bettering you know us all when it comes to exposing putting out people you know I mean in a good sense you know um spreading the word you know just like hey if you guys are listening to this podcast spread the word spread it out you know if you guys want to get on the podcast if you guys have some some good segments that you think i'd be interested in titus j704 um is my instagram anchor.fm as of late is where you can leave a message and like get back to me i'll get back to you when i can but um yeah it's all about spreading love and spreading you know the knowledge of that you aren't familiar with that's my whole reason of doing this podcast letting you know the inside of me um my transparency with my life my life my my testimonies my trials and tribulations for people to relate to and to give you my inside scoop on things as of late no pun intended and also expose the um or shed light on the cats that i feel like don't get enough light shed on them uh, shed on them. It sounded like I said shit, right? Like shit, like shed it. But you guys heard, you guys know what I'm talking about. Put, put light on the people that don't have enough light on them. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to, um, Zodiac Lovers that I seen on Friday. That was a part of the Highlight Fest, um, uh, with Zach. And then they did a combination with, um, Bo White as well. Um, the combination performance with Bo White, that was pretty dope. So all around, it was like, it was a good musical weekend, man. It was a lot of good music. And it made me really proud to be, you know, um, a part of the scene, um, a Charlatanian. And being able to see um, good live performances from good local acts, it was good. Um, um, alongside with that, um, Tyson Fury dominated fucking um, um, Devontae Wilder. And um, a lot of people would call it upset. I wouldn't really call that an upset. Um, upset in the sense of I didn't think he was going to get dominated that bad. But um, it didn't surprise me that he won the fight. A lot of people are shocked that he won the fight. But I was saying in the beginning, it's anybody's game. It's 50-50. And so um, I was definitely shocked on how he got his ass whooped. I think a lot of people were. But um, Tyson Fury definitely wasn't. He wasn't for sure. Um, he was talking about it. Um, since he's been talking about that, they were, they were showing old dag on Twitter feeds and he was talking about knocking this man out in 2013. And so they, I mean, I knew I had a feeling when I heard Ali, 
uh, Layla Ali, the daughter of Muhammad Ali, talking about him. And um, she was talking about a couple things. A, be on the lookout for a Fields versus Ali fight. Um, for you guys that don't know who Fields is, do your Google. She's probably the, she's the probably the without an argument the the best um, woman's boxer out right now. And they're trying to. Um, she's been talking a little trash to Layla Ali because you know Layla Ali's retired and um, left the game undefeated. And they this woman is still this woman is like the nowadays Layla Ali, and it's kind of kind of talking her shit. She's talking her shit and rightfully so. And so don't be surprised. I mean, she was talking mostly about that. Like, yo, at the end of the day, if the money is right, and if there's a reason for me to get in the ring, which it is because the girl's a good fighter and she's talking shit, I'll be more than happy to bust your ass for the right money. And so, hey, I hope that the promoters, and of course, they had to be listening to this shit from Bob Aaron to even Mayweather Promotions. All these cats had to be listening to this damn shit because that would be a good-ass fucking female fight and be needed for the female division in boxing. Because boxing, I feel like, is done a, it was at a dime, I would say, it was in a downward spiral, but it's finally picking itself back afloat where it's not drowning. It's not drowning in the male division anyway. And now in the female division, it still has a lot of picking up to do. But um, it hasn't been the same since, of course, Layla Ali. And this has been like a good comeback with Fields being back. Um, I want to say her last name is Fields. Um, dominating like she's dominating. But um, even with the male divisions, um, it's just now getting back where it's like, you know, the heavyweight division is just not really getting back, you know, with cats like Anthony Joshua, um, you know, even Deontay Wilder. He has, like my friend was talking about, shout out to Tron that listens to this sometimes. Um, I don't know if he's listening to this particular episode, but um, he was telling me about um, that I didn't even know because um, he's familiar with boxing about the rematch clause of being a champion. They got a they ought to they they get the option of if they lose their belt of automatically like being able to like rematch it, and so that's a big question now because, um, I mean Fury respects Wilder as a um, fighter and of course said like anytime like when you want to do this rematch we can do it we can go for three which i feel like would be dope i mean the first one was a draw he knocked him out i feel like wilder he needs some time to get his step in his his footing right because he was backing him up and that was making um that was making wilder uncomfortable being having to back up he's usually the aggressor and he outboxed him and he made him feel uncomfortable on his backward up when I was backing up in his backward pivots and shit like that. Like, that was fucking Wilder up and it was just causing for the knockout. And so he needs some time to, like, get his team right and figure out how to be a better, you know, get better with his footwork when being in defense and, like, shit like that. Um, I definitely agree that they should have threw this towel in because it was a wrap. You could tell that. Even though Wilder wasn't with it, I feel like the guy who did it was the only guy that was really making sense in his corner. Um, you know, it comes a time when, you know, we just we just got over um, talking about the Netflix special earlier in this year with Aaron Hernandez and how CTE can, you know, if you're already crazy, I'm not saying like he already has some mental shit going on, but CTE doesn't help it. And so we're already in a situation where these athletes are very emotional beings. They're very dedicated, but a lot of these cats got a lot of mental issues. They got a lot of crazy shit that they're putting underneath, um, you know, underneath the rug to be these top-notch athletes but these cats are suffering from like you know coming from hoods and coming from ptsds and depression and shit to where it's like 
uh, if they didn't have athletics, then they probably would be lost or probably dead or something, man. And so he needs he needs he needs time to get his mental back and get his, you know, um, I understand why they're going back. I understand why homie threw the towel in because you don't want to overdo it and have your guy getting his brains beat in if it doesn't need to be done like that, especially if you know he's losing the fight and it's over with. You know, there's no reason if I'm continuing to see you get hit like that. I'm not watching you continue to get hit like that. We ain't about to Apollo Creed this shit in real life, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel him because your your health at the end of the day is, is what matters most. And, you know, you can always come back. You know, you, it's this big stigma. Floyd is just like everybody can't be Floyd, bro. Floyd has made such a big stigma on, like, cats being undefeated and, and leaving like that. Cats think because you take a loss, um, it, it's a wrap, especially in the professional realm like that. Because, you know, I guess I'm because of the money and, like, the more you're undefeated, the more money you probably get. But y'all listen to my podcast last Saturday. I just talked about that. Will life is going to come losses. And when them losses, hey, get your lessons. Get your lessons and your losses. Learn from them. Bounce off from them. And I'm pretty sure Wilder would do that. But I hate the stigma that, you know, they have now because people lose all the time. Motherfuckers used to lose all the time in sports, especially like heavyweights. And some of the best of my favorite from Tyson's, they finally lost, you know, the Avengers. They finally lost like only one, you know, that's rare. He was just a rare star breed. Mayweather and he changed it up if he didn't change up his defense he talked about like that in the drink champs podcast if he didn't change up his defense because of his hands getting so beat up he's he was talking about he was like if you die if you guys do your research back in the day especially when he was like 20 fights in 25 fights in he used to be a knockout artist he used to be the aggressor he used to dag on not people to fuck out but his hands got weak his hands got too messed up to where like he had to change it so he said he had to change his whole style up and start that's when he really mastered the art of that defense and um started boxing boxing because boxing really when you watch this it, like it's almost like chess in a sense you're picking out the best moves and you know getting the best spots to hit your opponent and dominating in that sense it's more mind than it is physical boxing now some cats like a wilder who um who are just brute strength um are halfway decent boxers which is great strength and just out punch the fuck out of people but that's not really boxing um furry outboxed him and he outs you know without boxing he outwitted him and he was just all around just more of a solid fighter like that night he just came with it and so um with that that explodes the daggone heavyweight division there's so many fights that can be in the making i know um the rematch can happen like i was saying like my boy tron said um but um i'm hoping i I really want the battle over the pond man to be honest with you especially since joshua bounced back and he realized that you know a loss doesn't mean failure it just means a lesson that you can get through it um i want i want fury i want fury against joshua i want a fury versus joshua fight because um i feel like that's needed for like the uk cats and for me you know i want that i want the older i want the older uk dude against the new breed uk guy for the belt because he has the other belt now um i feel like if them two fight you get the winner of that faces wilder i feel like wilder needs a break he needs a bounce back fight um just to get his shit back in order because uh, he's facing a he's facing a peak Tyson Fury. I don't I, like he's facing a peak Tyson Fury whose mind is sharp, who's going through a lot of shit, is going through a lot of depression, a lot of shit, having to pick himself back up. His story is phenomenal, and he's facing him when his shit is together. And so I feel like to beat him, um, he's got to get his shit back together. He needs time to get himself back together. And um, 
you know, I don't feel like that's going to be the best. I don't feel like that's the best move for him to go back to Fury. I feel like he should wait it out. I honestly feel like he should wait it out. I feel like he should he should he should um do another fight. Um get his shit back together, get his movement right with his his leg work. Win that fight and then whoever I'm hoping between um Fury and Joshua win, that's what I feel like would be the match. That would be the match that I would want to see. Um the winner of that. And so that's what I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping happens. I'm hoping, you know, keeping my fingers crossed for it because I feel like that would be um, that'd be dope for boxing because it's been getting dominated by UFC. And so it needs it needs the excitement back that is given back, um, especially in especially in the heavyweight division, the middleweight division, the welterweight division. I feel like has already been pretty good, even with the leaving of Floyd. Um, I've liked what I've liked what the welterweight division has been with cats like Earl Sprints and and Bud and with Bud Crawford, even the smaller guys. Um, you know, boxing is at a good spot. You know, if you guys fell off from watching boxing and you're good, you like fighting, you like UFC shit, turn to ESPN sometime and watch some of the the boxing matches that be on there now. Because these cats that I was watching on ESPN years ago when I was still like a fan of boxing, because I'm always going to be a fan of boxing because it's just in my blood. But, um, um, even back then, the cats that I was watching on these free SBN shows, these cats are now the, sh- the champs of shit, you know. And so it's the same way UFC, the cats from back in the day that weren't really shit, you know. You see them build, and, like, it's it's dope seeing that. I like seeing that with boxing because now boxing is back at a spot where I know the names now because all the no-names have become names because they're still undefeated or become champions. So it's dope to see that process of seeing somebody. So that's one reason why I like um, still watching like the, um, ESPN free fight nights and, you know, seeing unfamiliar names that I don't know just because it's not the main name. Cause you like seeing that story of like, damn, I remember when that cat wasn't doing shit. And now he's, you know, I remember his first fight and now look at him. It's the same way I was saying with like local ads and like loving where the city of Charlotte is when it comes to like local ads. So like, that's why I still support the local ads. Cause I like seeing that. And then like having cats blow like a baby like the baby and to be like damn like i remember that motherfucker on the west side like now look at this shit fucking time fucking flies and so yeah man salute salute the cats that's winning out here uh even the cats that's lost you know it comes with life you know like i said last week wins and losses baby you just gotta bounce back and keep it moving and i'm pretty sure wilder will because um he's a strong-minded dude and he'll get back to it um another thing that happened um it happened i want to say the other day that i watched um, was the Kobe Bryant Memorial. Kobe Bryant Memorial was the other day. Um, it was a beautiful ceremony. It was cool to see um, everybody come out, like how they came out for him. If I was in the city of L.A., I would have done it my damn self because he was such a um, you know, a, a, a huge figure in my childhood and my adult life, um, you know, and the mentality that he had and just, like, giving it your best and just, you know, the the stuff that he did on the court you can use that for your everyday life you know and just moving forward and just not you know not not necessarily failing but giving it your all you know and having that good as they say mama mentality you know not quitting and, and continuing to go and so it was um it was good it was it was bittersweet of course because he's passed away and the daughter's passed away but it was good to see the love that he got and, um, you know, prayers still go out to that Bryant family because that's tough, especially Vanessa. Um, hard to see that. It was, um, I can only imagine. I mean, that's tough to be a, the widow and, you know, you lose you loss of a child. And, but it was it was dope to see certain people that I didn't think would come out there. Um, 
and certain people that I, I knew would probably come out there but didn't expect to talk. Like, I didn't expect to see Michael Jordan talk. Um, that was really dope to see that, you know, um, I'm from here in Charlotte to where, you know, he owns the Hornets and he's, he's, he moves around the community, um, around the city quite often. And so, um, it's always a stigma on him that he's an asshole and he may be still, and he may be still an asshole. I'm not saying that he's not, um, I pers- I've personally never met him to, to like put that on him like that. It's just the, I've heard it, a lot of stories though, <laughs> where he is very assholeish and comes off like that. But um it, it was dope to see him, you know, be human for a minute, if in a sense, and put his guard down and really you could tell he really mourned that that he lost a brother. He lost a you know, he said, I lost my little brother and um it was it was it was good to see him be human like that and I feel like it was good for people in general to see him human like that because he never really really puts his guard down like that it doesn't come out as often you know to shit like that when it comes to um the other hall of fame type cats you know when it comes to games and shit like you know you'll still see like um bill russell at a game or at a finals you know you'll still see some of the goats being around but jordan he's kind of in his own lane because of course he's jordan and the goat so he probably uh, just comes out certain times because he doesn't want to be flooded with people i'm imagining but it was good to um, see the love that he had for Kobe, and always, always, um, in a sense, like he said, I, um, you guys would put those comparisons on us. Like I always just, I would be the one that I always would like call him. Like we, I always looked at him as a little brother, and um, always had love for him. And so it was dope to see that. It was dope to hear that, um, that he had love for him, and they talked. You know, the communication that they had that I didn't think they had. Um, it was dope to see. It just goes to show you never know what happens behind closed doors or the connection that people have with people, you know, or the heart of somebody. You know, only God knows the heart of a person. He may be, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure it's people that I've come across come across as an asshole to, but, like, only God knows the heart of me to know that I, my intentions were pure. I mean, you know, my intentions were not to, like, be a dick. You know, you might catch me on a bad day, and, like, some people probably met me on a bad day. Be like, damn, that nigga was an asshole, and vice versa. Um, But... You know, it'd be like that sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes it'd be like that. But like I said, it was good to see that um, the human in them, you know, because like I said, only God really knows the heart of somebody. And so, uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty good that was pretty good. Like I said, it was bittersweet. It was a good send off. And um, like I said, prayers out to the family, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a one day at a time process. Um, getting through that, you know, getting through that situation. I want to say one more thing. Like I said last week, dealing with Pop, as there's more information coming out, um, RIP to Pop Smoke, and as more information is coming out, guys, just be careful. Just be safe. You know, don't flotch your shit on Instagram. Keep your circle tight. That was my big mistake back in the day when I was younger, and it's God be the glory that I got out of the situation that I got out of in my 20s um, safely. But, you know, just be be aware of the people in your circle. Um, move, move, you know, with your eyes peeled. If you're, if you're moving around like that with a lot of money and, you know, just, just invest wisely. If you know, this is the season, this is tax season, you know, it's some people out here, like they don't expect tax season. Some people is moving like that where every season is tax season. But even with that, however much money people are moving around with or what you're doing, just do it wisely. Invest. Like I said, um, 
invest in the local community, invest in startups, invest in um in Robinhood, you know, like I was saying, like you can it's a free app, you know, put that money away to where you have money that's continuing to grow even if it's a slug process, let that process be slow cuz years ago by you know, I just checked up on something that I got on Robinhood that I got years ago, and I forgot about it. And um, I mean, it ain't nothing crazy, stupid like that, but it's it's in the green to where it just let me know, like, yeah, like, okay, I'm on the right track at least with that to like keep that there. You know, like, don't touch it. You know, like, just keep it there, and just who knows how it's gonna be in another five years. And you know, just continue to ask to, you know, continue to invest wisely, and like, you know, as we get older. Because, uh, you know, 2020 is taking people out at that young age. Like we, like I was just saying with Pop, Pop, how old was he, 20? So just move correctly, move wisely, move in peace, move in love, because it's not worth it at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? All this negativity and toxic shit is not worth it, worth it at the end of the day. Uh, that's my podcast. That's my episode for the day, you guys. Uh, you guys already know, Tuesdays and Saturdays, that's how I do it. Um, Titus J704 is where you can find me on Instagram. Um, anchor.fm as of late if you guys want to leave a message or hit your boy up you know how I do it I'll talk to you guys on Saturday peace